What did you do to that poor man? Scarlet stepped toward him, throwing her arm up and pointing in the direction of the old man. Malir laughed again. That, oh, that's just a trick I picked up from a little graveside reading. It's a new game I play when I want to search for, say, a lonely princess attending a festival she doesn't belong at. You know, without having to show my face. Believe it or not, the people here, as dim as they seem, are smart enough not to like me. Scarlet backed away from him. Where are you going, little princess? You don't want to hear them tell of how they exhumed me, so I could help that shaman and your father build this kingdom? You don't want to hear how they took advantage of me and then cast me away like I was refuse? That's not true. Malir grabbed her shoulder with his long arm and pulled her closer. Let's see what Kobold and Sog have to say on the matter. He waved a hand through the air. Even though Scarlet couldn't see the brothers, she could tell they'd unfrozen, because the marionettes fell to the stage. The shaman and Herlock dusted themselves off, and then Kobold continued. That was when they found the corpse of Malir. The dolls stood motionless for a moment before they began moving to Kobold's narration. The shaman, Herlock, and Malir built the kingdom of Balderdash, gathering stones from all over the seemingly endless cavern, fusing them together with the shaman's magic. Upon completion, the shaman worked to create a stock of potions to resurrect as many corpses from the Ashcroft graveyard as possible. The stage flooded with different dolls, each falling in and out of the fog. They resurrected everybody they could, from infants to old people well over a hundred. A number of bodies wouldn't receive the potion, and no matter what magic the shaman chose, she couldn't bring them back to life. She returned those corpses to their graves. Upon Boulder Dash's completion, the shaman grew tired. She wanted to finally rest in peace, so she decided to choose a leader. Kobold's voice grew low, and he spoke slower, adding to the suspense. The shaman asked both the famous question. We are seeds planted in ignorance and watered with hatred. Where do we grow from here? Scarlet thought she heard Malir whisper again, but when she glanced up at him, he cleared his throat and tightened his grip on her shoulder. Kobold's voice lost its dramatic cadence and took on a forced, droning tone. Needless to say, Herlock was chosen as king, and Malir was cast away like trash. The shaman ran away like a coward and hid in the very stone tomb that sits in the traitor king's throne room. Malir turned to Scarlet. And there you have it, little princess. As you can see, I am the one who's been wronged. People filtered around them, casting cautious glances at Malir. Kobold and Sarg both emerged from behind the booth, seeming confused, holding their hands to their temples. I think I should get back home now. Malir gripped her shoulder tighter and pointed her toward a dark alley. I agree. In fact, allow me to walk you. Scarlet's voice trembled. I can walk myself. She attempted to rest free of Malir's grasp, but he gripped her too tightly. Please, the castle isn't even this way. Malir laughed and forced her forward. No, little princess, it isn't. But I know a shortcut.